Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. Well, we want to welcome you to our first podcast of the new year, and we're excited to have a guest with us today as we're starting a new year. My wife, Nicole, is joining me once again, Hello. and uh, so we're thankful to have her with us. She's joined us. This will be the third time she's been with us. We've also had some amazing guests. Our youth pastors, Pastors Joey and Sarah Call, were with us for an episode, as well as Pastor Josh Braydahl, he and his wife, Lacey our ministers down in Shreveport, Louisiana, have an amazing youth ministry there in Go Ministries International. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, remember you can go back and listen to past episodes. And if you want to stay current with everything that we're doing, we come out once a month with a new podcast. You can just click that subscribe button and you'll be subscribed and get our podcast anytime that they come out. But today with a new year, right, when people start a new year, they're usually looking, right, fresh starts, what can I do new? So many people make resolutions. Maybe your resolution was to listen to more podcasts in 2022, so we're glad that you are listening with us today. But to get that idea, what am I looking at in 2022? We started at church. Our first Sunday was talking about vision. What does God have for us as a church in 2022? Because everyone listening understands the and, and believes that God has a plan for your life. But the problem often becomes is, how do I get that vision? How do I get that plan? And so we talked about vision our first Sunday, but then, Nicole, this last Sunday, we started a series talking about how to be led by the Spirit of God. And that's obviously going to be multiple Sundays. We're going to talk about it. It's a big subject. But, but if we're looking at that today, Nicole, and if we were to break it down and just start with the first step, because every journey starts with a first step. Where would be that first step that maybe you would encourage people listening to go in how to hear from God, how to be led by the Spirit of God? Well, you know, that is a, it's, it, it is a big subject, um, but it's probably one of the most important subjects, not just for a new believer, but for every believer to um to constantly be gaining knowledge about that and to learning how to be led by the Spirit of God and how to hear the voice of God. Um, I personally believe that one of the best ways or the best places to start is go back to the original intent. And you go back into Genesis where God created um, a human being that was in his own image, spirit, soul, and body. Um just for communion, for him to have dominion, for him to do things in this earth. But the big thing about what God did with him was that he wanted to commune with with Adam and Eve. And so if the original intent for God to come in and visit and to um, fellowship with man and with Adam and Eve, that's still his will. That's still his intent with um, humankind or with mankind now. And so knowing that, that it is his will to visit with you, to talk with you, to share things with you. And plus you can go back and well, we're going to look at some scriptures, but the original intent is that he wanted to commune with man. And, and I think it's interesting, Nicole, because a, a lot of people, we understand when we get born again, God is our father. He's our heavenly father. And and so all of us can relate in, in some form to having parents, 
right? Whether, whether you had a, a father and mother both in the home with you, you had one parent, or, or maybe you were raised by adoptive parents or foster parents, there, there, there is always that person or, or people in your lives that, that fill that parental role. Well, when God created man, Right, he created us in His image. Nicole mentioned that, and that goes back to a scripture that we'll we'll get a little maybe deeper in, in First uh, Thessalonians five, where where uh, Paul writes and says, uh, God would sanctify you in verse twenty three completely, your whole spirit, soul, and body. So God created man in His image, like Nicole said in Genesis. But the thing we see in Genesis, Nicole, that's interesting, is God would come and talk with man. Right there, there in the garden, and he would walk with with Adam and Eve, and he he would speak to them, and we see that's his original intent that he would be speaking to to his creation. He'd be speaking to his children, and, and yet somehow I think we we've got off, and and we don't believe that God still wants to speak to us or communicate with us today. Yeah, I think sometimes we can have the idea that God wants to talk to the pastors or you know the preachers or someone who stands behind a pulpit, and that's just not true. And um, knowing his will and having scripture on it will help you, will give you a foundation to stand on for you to build faith on these things that he wants to talk to you. And he doesn't want to talk to you just about the big, big things. He wants to reveal those things to you. But he wants to talk to you about the little things as well. And the thing that is interesting, and you mentioned it in Genesis 3, eight, it says that God came and he came down to talk to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Um, you know, it was a certain po- time of day that he came down. He didn't consume their life. He didn't um, sit and talk with them 24-7. He knew they had jobs to do. He still wanted to help them with their jobs and to help them get things done. But it was a certain time of their life that he, or, uh, or excuse me, time of the day that he wanted to come and visit with them. Um, and I think that's also important too. Amen. And And so... It's interesting because Nicole and I have three children, uh, Bo, Lucy, and Olive. And, and so our kids, 16, 13, and 8, those are all getting ready to change here in the next couple of months as, as they're going to have birthdays. But, but it's interesting, Nicole, uh, as parents, right, we want to communicate with our children. And to have those times of communication, to have those times when you can sit on the couch with them or sit at the table with them or or set in their bedroom with them and, and just communicate and hear about their, their day and, and listen to their heart and be able to share and share wisdom. I think that's sometimes what we miss with God, that, that we miss that he has that heart for us. He loves us that much, that, that he wants to share those things. And he wants not just to, to guide and direct us and teach us and show us things, but God wants to hear our hearts and God wants to have that communication back and forth with us. He does. And I think that can be lost when we have the idea, well, he knows everything. Why do I need to tell him type of mentality? Of course he knows everything, but he still wants to hear your voice. He wants you to come into that throne room and he wants you to pour your heart out to him. Those things are so important and they can be lost. Amen. And so when we're talking about how to hear from God, it's interesting in to go back to what I'd read earlier, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, uh, Paul's writing here, and he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Sanctify, right? Uh, one, one of those King James words, set you aside for a holy purpose. And it says, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. And Nicole, I've heard you teach on this so many times that really to have an understanding of how to hear from the Spirit of God, 
we have to understand that we are created in his image. God is is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we are also three in one. We are spirit, soul, and body. And if we don't understand that, sometimes it's going to be difficult to hear from God because it, it, it's like, let's say you're at a business and you have uh, multiple phone lines, right? I, I, I worked at a business one time years ago and the receptionist had to be gone and I had to fill in uh, for a couple hours uh, as we were in between uh, temporary receptionists. And I think our we had like 20 lines. So when we're in this big office. Well, if, you, if you're not pushing the right line, then you're not getting that communication, right? You can be on line three, but if the call's on line one, you're missing it. Well, if we don't understand we are spirit, soul, and body, and, and we don't understand how God communicates, then sometimes we're on the wrong line. God's trying to communicate, but we're missing that. Yeah, you know, location is everything. Um, you had said something the other day. You came in the house. Um, you knew I were. You knew that I was here in the house, but you started yelling my name. Um, but you didn't start having the conversation until you located me. And I think that's huge. A lot of people know that God lives in them, but they're not having conversations because they don't know where He's located. And so, knowing and understanding the spirit, soul, and body, and where God's located is the it is it's huge and and it clears things up in people's relationship with the father and like you said in first thessalonians 523 spirit soul and body the thing that we learned from um brother hagan when we were at rama and we continue to learn those things through the word of god is we are a spirit we possess a soul and we live in a body so what does that mean is is your spirit man that's the part of you that gets born again your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. That's the part of you, your intellect, that contacts this world. And then your body, it's, the, it's what we live in. And the thing about your spirit, man, is um, uh, 1 Peter 3, 4. So I was looking at my scripture. It says, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. So if you had to locate where your spirit, your spirit man is, um, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible. And so it's, it's in your heart area. Um, you, in John chapter 7, it says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So if you had to locate your spirit man, it would be in the heart area, in that heart region, in your belly region, um, in your soul, of course, up in, your, up in your mind, your mind, will, and emotions. That's where it's located. And obviously, your body, that's an easy one because it's one that we see every day. And so location is huge. You can't talk. Um, until you you know how to locate where the Father is. Amen. And so, Nicole, the Bible tells us, right, as when, when we become a believer, when we get born again, that the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. Well, the thing we have to understand, Nicole, right, and, and you just mentioned location, he comes to live in our spirit, right? He's not living in our mind. He's, he's not living, right, in, he's not a part of our body. He's, he's living in our recreated spirit, uh, that, that, that miracle happened when we got born again. And, and so that location is important because if, if you're trying to hear him right in, in your body, you're looking, or maybe for some outward sign, but like you said, he's inward, right? It's our inner man. And it goes back and you and I were talking Romans chapter eight is an amazing chapter in verses 14 and 16, talking about this subject in Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 
right? Talking about being led by the Spirit of God. And then verse 16 says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. So right there, Paul is, is making sure we understand we're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. And then secondly, he says the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness in our spirit. And, and Brother Hagan used to call it the, the inward witness when he'd talk about that. Yeah, well, and going to add to that a little bit, Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, the new creation has come, and the old is gone, and the new is here. And so what does that mean? It means that when you got born again, God took out the old man in your spirit. He didn't do it in your mind. He didn't do it in your will, your emotions, your mind area, your soul area, or your body. Because when I got born again, I looked the same. And when I got born, I thought, born again, I thought the same. So the part of you that got born again was your spirit man. And we just, we, we located that in your belly area, the heart of man. And so... The part that got born again was your spirit, man. It became brand new. Why? Number one, it had to become brand new in order for us to contact heaven and to come in contact with the Father. And number two, it had to become born again for the Holy Spirit to live in there. Your 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 soul and your body did not get born again, but it's been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Romans 12, 1 and 2 um, gives us what to do and t- excuse me, tells us what to do with our soul and our body. It says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So he tells us what to do with our mind. Why do we renew our mind? So we, it can connect with our heart. We're not to be led out of our mind, but it is so that when our when our spirit man is telling us to do things, our mind doesn't get in the way and clutter that up and try to talk us out of it. And so we're to be transformed and we're to renew our mind. Amen. And so it, it's so interesting because God created us, right, in, the, in this perfect way, and, and he created us in his image, three-part being. And, and it, so many times we, we, we get confused because we, we think okay, so so how do I hear from God, and can I hear from God, and does God still speak to me? And we've already talked about, right, God's original intent is his eternal intent, right, which, which was to have communication with man. So if God wanted to speak to man from the beginning, then we know he still wants to speak to us today. And, and it's interesting, right, you're, you're reading there in Romans, and, and we see that it's the Holy Spirit bearing witness in our spirit that we're the children of God. And so he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. And probably most of you listening today, you you would agree, right? It, it's it's hard to get 100% agreement on anything. But, but if I were to ask you just as you're listening and say, hey, put your hand up in the air. If you believe that God wants to speak to you, I think most people would believe he does. But the problem starts to become in, in what we've been talking about that location and different things is understanding how God speaks to us. It, you can go back and, and there is a book that talks about love languages, right? That, that different people have different love languages. And so you think about maybe you and your spouse. What's my love language, CF Rainey? Oh, Nicole enjoys gifts, <laughs> right? She enjoys receiving those things. And, and, and so sometimes you're trying to talk with someone. Maybe you've been 
somewhere and someone speaks a different language and they don't speak your language, we, we see the communication is really difficult. And sometimes that's an issue within marriages and relationships. They don't understand the different languages maybe they're speaking uh, in, in that love language. But, and especially us, if you're listening and you're American, it, it seems like we as Americans think if we say it slow enough or loud enough, that even though someone doesn't understand our language, that they'll somehow get it, right? If we just, hey, you know, and we're, we we yell. But that that language barrier, right, that, that understanding that God is speaking to us, but I've got to make sure I'm loca- locating where he's speaking t- to me at, right, the Holy Spirit bearing witness in my spirit, understanding that he is speaking to me, so I need to be listening. Jesus said, my, right, my sheep know my voice. And so if we're to know his voice, that means he is speaking to us. And and we've got to find that place, Nicole, to, to be able to hear him. And sometimes that's realizing we're going to have to deal with those other two parts of us with our minds and our flesh to get there. Well, you know, the language barrier, the issue of that has been dealt with. Jesus came and he came into this earth and he died and he went into hell and he went back up and he went into heaven and and then he gave us the keys back, you know, and then we we get a brand new recreated spirit when we receive him as our Lord and Savior. So the language barrier and the issue with that has been dealt with with what Jesus did. The, another thing that can be an issue is what qualifies you to hear from the Father. And so the only qualification other than being born again for you to go into the throne room and hear from the Father is that you're a child of God. And we just look, you just read in Romans 8, 14, for those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. In verse 15, it says, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. That's huge. The only thing that qualifies you to hear from the Father is that you're a child. And so sometimes we can think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm, I've, or, or if you're a brand new Christian, I've only been born again for a year. You know, I can't hear from heaven um, like so and so does. No, your knowledge might not be to the to the level that someone else's um, someone else's is, but you can hear from from heaven, and you can hear from the Holy Ghost. You can hear from the Father just as much as someone who's been in in uh, Christianity for twenty years. It's sonship that qualifies you to hear from him. And then once you once you kind of get that ingrained in your in your renewed mind, locating it, which we talked about in your heart, I'm telling you, those things will help you hear better. Amen. And I think that's probably a barrier, Nicole, to a lot of people that right, they don't believe they're good enough. They don't believe right, what well, well, I'm just a new Christian or I sinned yesterday, or I didn't read my Bible last week, or right? How is God going to speak to me? And and it really goes to that 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 scripture in the Bible talking about there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And and so often, right the the enemy, right the enemy, the devil. There are so many things that that he he wants to do. But but you look at it in war, Nicole. And, and if you're a student of history at all, so many times in war and battle, the first thing they, they looked to stop were to, to get a break in the lines of communication, right? Because So if they can stop the communication between the, the, the person with the boots on the ground and headquarters, the, that they'd have a better chance to win. And ultimately, 
one way the enemy wants to stop or break that line of communication is through condemnation, through getting you to a point where you don't believe you are good enough to hear from God and, and that God's looking for perfect people to speak words to. Uh, but we understand there was only one perfect person, that was Jesus, but it's through him, through Jesus, and through his blood that he's made us righteous, that he's made us worthy to be called sons and daughters. Amen. I love First John 1, 9. It's, it's written to Christians. You know, you mentioned about, you know, why I sinned yesterday or I sinned today or, or you know, what, whatever it is, whatever you've done. First John 1, 9, we'll just clear this up. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And so unrighteousness, when we do sin, will try to jump on you. But the Bible says, if you'll confess it, go to the Father, Lord, forgive me, I messed up. Boom, he's quick to forgive you, he cl- and he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And then guess what? You that, that stink of sin and that stink of unrighteousness starts to leave your thought life and starts to leave your conscience, and, and you can enter into the throne room um, easier whenever you do that. But but you know Romans Romans 8:16 when it talks about being led by the spirit of God um, for those that are led verse 14 for those that are led by the spirit of God are the children of God and then verse 16, verse 16 it says the spirit himself will bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and so the thing is, is we when we located our spirit and our belly and our heart region knowing you know, does he does he speak in long sentences? Um, is it a loud, booming voice? The thing about the Holy Spirit is he just bears witness with your spirit. What is that? There's this peace level that comes up in your heart. All of a sudden, something that you've been looked in, looking at, and you're like, ah, that's my leading. Why? Because I've got peace on it. I've got peace on it. He'll, it'll just begin to form up in your belly, and it'll start to make sense in your heart, and peace will come. Amen. And you know, it goes back to what we read in 1 Thessalonians 5, may the God of peace, mm-hmm. right? God is a God of peace. And the thing, and we were, we were talking with some people recently, uh, the thing I always encourage people, look, if, if you don't have what, what you, you would call personally a definitive word, like you're like, man, I know God said this exactly. The thing I always encourage people in, start taking steps towards peace. Because God is the God of peace, right? Satan Satan wants you to be uh, full of anxiety and stress and all these other things. But God is a God of peace. And, and even if it doesn't make sense, right? Uh, Paul says there is a peace that passes understanding, right? Even when your mind, talking about we're made up of three parts, even when your, your mind, your emotions are screaming and this doesn't look right and this doesn't seem right, you can have a peace on the inside. And we see that in the Bible, uh, biblical examples. We see Daniel sleeping in the lion's den. We see Jesus sleeping through a storm. And, and so peace isn't the absence of problems, right? Peace is the presence of God. And I think sometimes that's where we miss it, right? When we're fulfilling his call in our life, when we're walking in obedience to his word, even if it looks difficult, even if it looks tough, there's going to be a peace on the inside that God is bigger than this. God is bringing me through because this is what he told me to do. Amen. I like what you said about having um, peace in your heart, but your head, you know, kind of screaming. And uh, I can't remember where it's at, but in the New Testament where, where the guy comes wanting healing and he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. 
So that seems to be, you know, sometimes issues with us, you know, Lord, I believe this, but help my unbelief. What, what, what can I take away from that? Lord, in my heart, I hear what you're saying, but help my unbelief in my head. And that's where Romans 12, 1 and 2 comes in about renewing your mind to the word, because here's the thing. You can have a direction out of your heart, but your head is talking way too loud to you, and it'll talk you out of doing what you need to do. That's why we go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2 about the renewing of the mind. Amen. And so it's interesting as we've been talking about this subject, and so often we we think we know a direction we're going, and and I've just been pondering as as Nicole was speaking today about this that we we're right. If at first my thought was okay, so we've been talking on Sundays. We just started in church about how to be led by the Spirit of God. We thought, boy, that'd be you know a great title and and theme, and we've talked about that. But the thing that really struck me today, and, and it's something Nicole brought up, is that you are worthy to hear from God. And, and I think sometimes that's something uh, that we don't talk about or we don't realize. We don't realize the truth of that, that, that you are worthy to hear from God. And, and that just kept coming up in my spirit to make sure that we would emphasize that here as we're getting ready to close out um, the podcast, that, that some people listening need to know you're worthy to hear from God, right? All, all of that junk, all of that unworthiness that, that you thought was upon you, if you're born again, Jesus has made you worthy, and the blood of Jesus will wash you white as snow. Nicole was talking about uh, right, confessing your sin. God is, is just, he's faithful to forgive us, and you've been made worthy to hear his voice. Amen. I, I would honestly encourage you. You may think this is so dumb, but I don't really care. I'm going to tell you and encourage you to do it anyway. Um, stand in, if, if you deal with that, if you deal with um, unworthiness and kind of shame, you know, Jesus bore our shame on the cross. He bore that. You're, you're not called to bear any form of shame on your body and your life or whatever. Shame will make you draw back from heaven. It'll make you draw back from the throne room. Shame will make you draw back from the call of God. Shame will even make you draw back from the connections that you're supposed to have in this earth with people. And so shame is a nasty, nasty, nasty thing. So if I, if I had an encouragement for you or, or an assignment for you, I would tell you stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm a son of God or I'm a daughter of, of, of God. And I have a right to go into the throne room. Do that until it just becomes like I can... Devil, you'll never stop me from going into that throne room. I will go into that throne room and I will commune with the Father. Why? Because it's it's part of my sonship. It's part of who I am. I'm born to commune with the Father. Amen. So we thank you for listening this month. Uh, excited to be with you each and every month via our podcast. And look forward to next month, February. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about, you know, something like the Super Bowl or something uh, no, we'll be talking about the subject of love. We'll be talking about the subject of love in February. And uh, just just excited. We, we'd love to, to just sit down and be able to, to talk faith with you and share the Word of God with you and hopefully encourage you uh, to have a deeper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next month. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org. 
or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.